Second Chronicles, starting in chapter 1. So we now see the tr- transition you know, into the time of Solomon. So First Kings ended at the time of David. I'm mean, sorry, not Kings, Chronicles. And then we obviously Solomon was introduced, but now we're fully into the, the story of Solomon in Second Chronicles. And so Solomon gathers all the people at the tent of Moses, which it always blows my mind that they've, they've had this tent for five, I don't know, roughly 500 years. Um, but David had kind of brought it. I, I don't know, I'm always a little confused with this because it says Solomon went to the high place of Gibeon, but then it says David had brought it um, to Jerusalem. And so those things seem to be at odds to me. But anyway, Solomon had gathered all the important leaders of Israel and they went up to this place to you know, seek the Lord and make offerings. And so God appeared to Solomon at night and said, Ask what I shall give you. And and Solomon gives just a wonderful prayer to God. I'm just going to read it. You have dealt with my father David with great loving kindness, and you have made me king in his place. Now, O Lord God, your promise to my father David is fulfilled, for you have made me king over a people as numerous as the dust of the earth. Give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people, for who can rule this great people of yours? And so God was just really touched and impressed with this prayer. And he says, because you didn't ask for riches, wealth, or honor, or long life, or you know, um, the lives of those who hate you, but you've asked for wisdom and knowledge to rule over my people. I will not only give you what you ask for, but I'll give you all these other things too. So this is just a, a shows a, the power of the transaction of a covenant with God. He wants to give us everything so long as we give everything. So Solomon, Solomon could have asked for anything and God was promising to give it to him. And instead of asking for anything selfish, he basically said, I, I, you've now given me rulership over this people, but I feel inadequate to do so. So give me the wisdom to be able to rule over them well so that I'm caretaking for your people well. And God said, because your heart has been to care for my people, I will give everything that I know a carnal man wants to. I'll give you the wisdom to care for my people but I'll give you I'll also give you all the things that I know that will make your carnal life good. So it's not that he wants to exclude those things from us, but if they're in the way of us and you know certainly some of these things may have ended up being in the way of Solomon finishing well. But God basically said, um, you know, because you're about my business, I'll give you these other things too. And so it's just a really powerful thing about the transaction of God. Um, he will absolutely withhold. The prosperity people are are foolish because they think God just wants to give us all these things all the time. No, if, uh, quite often these things stand in the way of us growing in the Lord. And he will very much withhold them. Um, so that we can grow closer to him. Um, but it's not that he wants us to do without things. It's just the things are not important compared to the true life of God. And his, the true life of God is what's important to him. And, and that is his number one concern. These other things are, 
superfluous. You know, they, they, he, he doesn't want to keep them from us as long as they don't uh, mess with uh, his main purposes. His main purposes are far more important than these other things.